cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Welcome to this very special edition of Cover Story. I'm very sorry that my co-host, uh, Joe Bollorier, will not be able to join us with PR Web today. But um, I do have a fabulous guest, one of our most favorite guests to be on Cover Story, Jeff Sabar. Hey there. Wow, you just loud in my ear. Boom. <laughs> Boom, Jeff's here. There you go. How you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's hump day, and it's uh, it's it's post-noon, so all things are downhill or uphill, however you look at it, from here. Yeah, there you go. The glass is half full. Gotta love it. Always, always. Hey, I'm a new aunt. Congratulations. Thank you. When Muzzle I, tough, as we say. Exactly. Very big muzzles. I, one of my best girlfriends in the entire world just had a beautiful baby boy. His name is Tristan, and uh, I got to be there for for most of her labor, and it was just an amazingly beautiful experience to be So did of. she do a video blog of the whole thing, and it's up on the website, including, okay. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Because she, she likes to be considered a very tough woman, but she took the epidural in the end. She'll probably kill me for announcing that on air. You know what? I, I my, my sister went through two pregnancies, and then things with no epidural she went all natural and i'm like you know what my wife was like i don't care where the ob is get the anesthesiologist there first right that was her perspective good you know what and no matter what it's all about the miracle life and this baby is beautiful and flawless beautiful thing gotta love it so she's blessed it's a mitzvah um hey you know jeff i wanted to talk to you i actually just uh, did a short interview um, for a conference that we're covering today, and I was intrigued with this topic, so I thought per- perchance we could discuss it because it was top of mind for me. Sure. Have you heard of this promotion that Chris Angel's doing? Can't say as I have. Do you know who Chris Angel is? Can't say as I do. Oh, my God. Okay, so Chris Angel, mind freak. Okay. He, um, I think he now lives at, I think it's the Luxor Hotel, and he's, he's an illusionist. So he's sort of like David Blaine on steroids. Okay. Um, like he's levi- literally levitated over the pyramid in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, you know, like uh, he does like, how do I like he's had a steamroller steamroll him. He's gone through um, a tree grinder. He's uh, like just a, a master illusionist. Okay. And he's done all of these things in front of a crowd of people, which I, I would assume are hired. I don't know. Right, exactly. How do they do that stuff? Okay. Yeah, like like you've seen him levitating in the atrium area of the Luxor. Okay. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's bizarre, off-the-wall off the stuff. So they're sending out emails to people, and it's Chris Angel in video saying, concentrate on your, I haven't seen it, so I'm just paraphrasing, uh-huh. but, you know, concentrate on your name, and he's like, I feel like your name begins with a B, and then it goes, you know, B, R, oh, your name is Brandy, and you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, okay. but, you know, hey, it's Brandy, you know, and I'm not going to say my, my email address there you go. here, <laughs> and then it says, you know, concentrate on your phone number, pretend your hand is, you know, uh, um, 
you know, like the dial pad. So, you know, you, you know, nine, five, four, and then he, and he tells you your number and you're like, oh, it's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden your phone rings. Okay. And it's, hey, Brandy, this is Chris, you know, this is Chris Angel. Make sure you watch my TV show on blah, 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 you know. Oh, we'll give him a, I like A&E. Um, you know, on A&E, Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard or whatever time he's on. Sounds like some good, rich database marketing to me. Yeah, well, no, you know what it is, which I think is very humorous, and it's interesting because I, I don't know how it would work from a B2B perspective. From right. a B2C perspective, I think it's brilliant. What happens, from, from what I understand, because I haven't seen it, is, so like, let's say I get this email, um, and I'm like, wow, that was kind of cool and funky. So I decide I'm going to send it to you. I actually give them your information. Ah, there you go. See, so it's not magic, it's illusion. Now we're getting to see behind the scenes on how to create that illusion. Um, I think what people aren't um, cognizant of, perchance, is the fact that um, when you give out someone's personal information... I, w- I would have a hard time with that. Y- you know? You know, I, I went to, for example, I went to a website today, which I thought was, was pretty cool. Um, Joseph Abood, A-B-B-O-U-D, I'm, I don't know a, apparel, and a, but apparently that's a hot brand. No, that's my husband. I, 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 I dress Your him. husband is Joseph Abood? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I dress him in Joseph Abood. So I'm trying to think of what the website was. It was like, um, do you know Joe or something like that dot com, <laughs> but it's got a really, really cool website. But the, but the point is, and enough showing the website here, um, if you go to one of it, it has a little vignette, it has a little monologue by some guy who says, I was, you know, in the, in the, I was lost in the darkness, and then I found Joe, and I got discovered. It's it's all tongue-in-cheek and kind of fun. But then it said, send this video to a friend. Right. And I had to give the friend's name and email, and I had to give my name and email. And I was about to type it in, and I said, you know what? Nope. I just copied the link, put it in my own email, and then sent it to people. Because while there may not be anything nefarious, they would be, not only say nefarious, because it's, but, but, you know, I don't want them building a database. They'd be dumb if they're not building a database from it. But I don't want to, A, expose my friends to that type of intrusion, as it were, and have them find themselves on somebody's mailing list, um, as well as find myself on that mailing list if I don't want to be there and if I didn't opt in uh, knowing. I just want to send an email. I don't want to necessarily, you know, or send a video clip. I don't necessarily want to be invited or invite myself into their list for distribution anytime they want. So I just copied the, the link and put it in an email and sent it myself. So I think... I really, back to your main point, I have a, a hard time sending stuff, and, and no matter how cool this Chris mm-hmm. Angel you know, promotion may be, mm-hmm. you've just given away the farm. Right, which know? I think the consumer is very savvy today, but I think that a lot of people aren't as, as savvy. I mean, we, we take for granted this sort of information. You right. know, like What you did was very savvy. You're like, hey, this is actually a really cool thing, but I'm going to protect my friends from any further intrusion if they if they choose to accept the email that i sent them it's from a verified source right but the buck stops there right i absolutely have a hard time with that and and even when it comes to you know i'm reading an article online or something like that email to a friend um again i will either go to the print function 
and then copy and paste it out of out of print so I get rid of all the ads and stuff and I can copy and paste it into a into another email um, or I'll just send the link but then you know again sometimes links go bad um, even if I want to do it for myself I'll copy the link in but then copy and paste the entire article and I might send it to someone else or or whatever but you know I'm, I'm really just I don't want to say suspicious but I don't want that information getting out there because again they'd be dumb if they're not harvesting that information I think that's what the audience you know the listeners know <laughs> what this is all about and it's if they're smart it's what they're doing absolutely and i you know but so at what point because it's very interesting i think you know the lines between advertising marketing and pr are becoming very blurred i think with pr really coming to the forefront um right and in convergence yeah and convergence so now you've got all of these you know the, the the four the four windows if you will you know, you've got you've got TV, you've got the internet, you've got your cell phone, and some other mechanism that I can't think of right now because I have no notes in front of me. <laughs> well, um, you have so many out there, and then and and frankly, you have one of the things that's interesting. I just I just got uh, word that the Word of Mouth Marketing Association is is starting a blog, and what we're talking about here is really word of mouth. It's endorsement marketing. It's 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 mm-hmm. my endorsing a product, whether directly or just by you know, it's directly by sending a link um, from that website, from you don't know Joe or whatever it was, just sending that to a friend who saw it. And the first thing out of my friend's mouth was, "Wow, you know who did their site? You know he runs a small business, and I'm sure it's far and away more than he can afford, but it was way cool. Um, but it gets an implied endorsement because a friend sent it to you, and that's you know that's 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 interesting. How now? I don't know again with with Chris Angel whether mm-hmm. there's any link back to the friend that sent that, that included you in this um, you know or if it's just you know they're, they're just gathering harvesting that information because a friend you know input the information you have no idea who it was who, who gave it um, but again it becomes um, if you can if you can spread the word in a favorable sense in a way that 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 people again it's, it's one thing to receive an ad it's one thing to receive a spam it's another one to say that hey Jeff thought you might be interested in this right exactly and you know what you you hit the nail on the head it's third-party endorsement. Exactly. And, you know, traditionally when you think of public relations and third-party endorsements, it's normally, you know, someone like you who's a columnist and writes for, you know, some really top-shelf publications writing an article. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's a pr- third-party endorsement, and that's a verifiable, um, authoritative endorsement. Right. But today, with it being, you know, the age of engagement, you know, another form of, and especially from a viral standpoint, because, you know, viral, I think, is so hot right now, Mm -hmm. is the endorsement from individuals and enrolling individuals that are in your consumer sector to carry the torch for you. Right. But it's also, you know, that torch has a flame, and you got to make sure that flame burns, and you don't hit it too heavy so the thing burns out. Yeah, you don't, that or it burns you in the sense that, exactly. you know, uh, there's a lot that goes on with that. You know, I mean, you have, um, you have things like uh, uh, email uh, distribution programs or, or uh, you know, for example, like the constant contacts of the world and, and, and programs and, and services that distribute, that distribute emails out to folk, um, or you have different uh, networking online networking organizations, LinkedIn and the like, that you just, you know, do you invite your friend? Do you know what they're doing? You know, Google, for example, has their, their, their you know, desktop search. And I, I was speaking to a guy who's a really savvy, you know, tech guy. He runs a small <laughs> business, and he's really, he's really capitalized on the Internet in so many different ways, both the Internet as well as desktop and in-office functionality. Um, he refused to, to install um, desktop search because he just felt it was just, 
An invasion of An privacy. An invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, so much information. I, for example, use iGoogle. So I have all, you know, I have it as my desktop and, you know, my home screen, and I have all the different things. It's just a great, it, it, it's, it's really your your favorites, your bookmarks on steroids, um, bolus doses of steroids. But how much do they know about me? Really, what are they gathering? What? How much information are they gathering about me with the stuff that I do? And then I, you know, might use some of their other services. I'm using their, you know, Gmail, and then then you just you're giving it all away when we speak of I. Now, when we speak of 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 of, of privacy, of of protecting our identity, and not that they're going to, you know, that there's going to be any identity theft, but our privacy, mm-hmm. and and to what level do we say, or what point do we say, okay, I've given away enough. And when is that? I mean, you know, you really have to wipe the slate and start you start from scratch if you don't want to have that information given away. Um, but you got to watch how you, what you give out out there, and especially back to our main point from the beginning when you're giving away other people's information right. uh, so they can see some really cool thing. Well, that's cool, but what did you tell them about me? Right. You, know, you gave them my email, you gave them my name, you gave them my phone number. Um, what about my social? Did they ask for that too? Right, exactly. And I think that, you know, I think our listeners are really savvy enough for this, but it's, you know, we're, we live in such a fast-paced world, and we're constantly downloading applications. And you know, I'm so used to hitting that right. the terms of service. Right. Right. Oh, just uh, I agree. I'm I, not going to read that. I yeah. think sometimes they just put so much junk in there that they just know we're not going to read it, um, even though it's all probably the same. But when you know, you might just click I agree, and they come to your door the next day. Okay, we're here for your firstborn. You know, I mean. I, I didn't. Well, you clicked. I agree. So yeah, it's a binding contract in triplicate. You know, I mean, you just have to watch what you do. But we don't. No, and, you know, we don't. I accept. I accept. Exactly. I accept you to be able to look at everything I do on my computer, right? And then extract it, and then you know, profile me, right? <laughs> so speaking of which, talking about profiling, we have some really high-profile advertisers. So, um, Jeff. See you what? are the queen of the segue, aren't you? You're so cute. Check no, that right. out. Check it out. But you know what I'm going to do. Since you're my my guest as well as my co-host, why don't you take us to break? Okay. You've been listening to what show are we on right now? We're on Cover Story. We're on Cover Story on webmasterradio.fm, and we'll be back after these messages. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Guys, are you suffering from ED, email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Mr. Stump, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Be aboard, Mr. Mr. Scott. For 
out of this world web hosting Luna Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunaPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine is everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Uh, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. Will is serving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babb, and welcome back to this edition of Cover Story, where my co-host and guest is Jeff Sabar of Chief Home Officer and uh, illustrious columnist for many of the world's most prestigious publications uh, on advertising. Welcome back. Great to be here. Yay. Yay. So we're having, you know, we're having sort of a, a stream of consciousness chat. Um, which I think is interesting, but I think this applies to everyone, whether you're a, a marketer or you're a recipient of a marketer. Right, exactly. And we all are these days. Yeah, we all are. Um, it, you know, it's interesting. Where where do you become engaging? Because I think a lot of things that um, have been done in the past, people become benign to. Right. And where do you be, where do you draw a line? And now it's, you become a pest. And when are you giving up too much information? that is going to be used in a way that maybe you don't want someone to have that kind of information about you. Well, I think that you can you can divide it a couple ways out. One thing is I think we've already given given away the farm. There are those I saw Seth Godin speak um back in in Miami probably like 10 years ago and he was speaking on any number of topics, but you know, think about 10 years ago and where email and the internet was and it was it was still pretty much emerging. It might even have been longer than that. And he said he had one email address that was his private email address. And then again, a lot of listeners may say, oh, like, duh. Well, he had this one email address. He happened to give it to an editor at a publication. Just, you know, if you have any questions, email me. The editor, for whatever reason, published the email address. He had to go out and get a new, you know, I mean, we all have aliases now, but he had to go out and get a new private email address because, you know, they become a spam magnet. So, you you know, I have a variety of different aliases that I I use, and I have my throwaway that where I subscribe, I register, you know, whatever. It's for, if it's for a piece of software, if it's because I have to do that in order to get into a website, or if I just want to get deeper into the New York Times and you get this free membership, you know, I do it all into there so I don't get the spam to my desktop. But there have been times that I've goofed, or there have been times that I've trusted folk not individuals, but organizations, mm-hmm. and, I've, and I've used the wrong one, and all of a sudden it becomes that spam magnet. And I, I think that you can look at it, as I said early on, one of two ways. Either it's too late, you're too far gone, you throw your hands up and say to heck with it, they know all my information, or you continue to make that concerted effort. You go out and you get that private sort of email address that no one knows, goes on no business cards unless you're handwriting it on the back or something like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act that we each have to uh, sort of, have to play and have to negotiate and have to set the, the boundaries for ourselves. You know, I, I just realized that there's just so much information we've already given away that only the most savvy of us saw it, you know, 
X years ago and said, okay, I'm only going to use my P.O. box for any, any subscriptions. I'm only going to use my fax line for any telephone numbers that, that right. I have to put into something and try and protect ourselves that way because, you know, I think for the most part, a lot of protections have been put in place, and I'm, I'm sure there's right, people out there who say, and, yeah. yeah, you, you know, so I mean, I'm, what are we liable for if someone gets our credit card? You know, what are we liable for Liable for if they get our debit card or whatever the case may be? But still, you know, what's your, what's your personal identity worth? And, and what's, your, what's your sanity worth is more to the point. They so try and protect it all as best you can. Do we have any sanity? That's Do we have? No, I, I like signed that off a long time. Three kids later, man, <laughs> I signed it off a long time ago. I have a really steady hand and a chisel. I think I'd give a great frontal lobotomy. There you go. <laughs> exactly. You know, but but it, it you know, it, it's true. And it's interesting to see. I, I, I find it very intriguing. And everyone's like the hot. And I love how people give buzzwords. Mm-hmm. to things that like already exist, but people are paying more attention to them now. Right. So let's call it something different. Social marketing. Right? So Exactly. So, I mean, come on, people. Well, I mean, networking, schmoozing, social marketing, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's building community. It's getting out there. But, but you know what? The people clamor onto it. They grab hold of it. They, they believe in the... I, I was speaking to somebody yesterday who's a, a guy I've known for 15 years in, in the South Florida market, and he got into me about a new business, started telling me about because as a journalist, he started pitching me on his new business. And he started telling me, you know, if I make a point here, if I make a point there, and I, that, 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 he started, I don't even remember all the buzzwords he threw at me, but I, in, in my mind, and I didn't get on him on it, because it, I know it's just, I'd hate to be his, his spouse, where he's dropping lingo, or someone, his partner, his business partner, who's constantly just dropping lingo, I'm like, I don't buy into the lingo, you know, I mean, I don't, it just, it just, you know, it just, it, it didn't leave a great impression, it's just talk, talk English, but you know what, among sales folk or among his industry, they, they talk that lingo, they and I just, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a linguist or a lingoist, e- either way. God, I could say something incredibly inappropriate right now. Say it. No, I'm not going. No, there you go. No, I'm not. You I'll, just, bleep yeah, right? I'll bleep it while you say it. Ready? You're so cute. No, you know I can't. But you okay. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, back on track. But it's interesting. I think that if people took things back to the basics, because mm-hmm. I mean, you, you nailed it. It's all about, you know, networking is all about schmoozing, and we usually schmooze in person. Now we've right. got the ability to, what we call, you know, Webmaster Radio, we call it lifting the veil curtain called the network to bring people together in a community environment. Right. Well, we've been saying that for the past three years. You know. <laughs> um, one day it'll sink in. One day it'll sink in. But people, I think, get so, um, I don't often quote, quote, Freud. I think this was Freud. Everything in life is simple. People get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things. Right. That, um, you know, social networking, you know, it makes reference, obviously, to predominantly to the Internet. Take it down to, like, the most base form. Right. How do you want to connect with other people? Right. What are the different segments? How, you know, how do you layer that up? And then how do you monetize it in a way that... Um, continues to engage people and doesn't repel them. Right. Um, you, you know, it, 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 I've blogged on my site a lot about, there, there was a time in my, in my career, and I think a lot of people could have said this back in the, in the late 90s, where you really didn't have to do much in certain categories to get a lot of business. I mean, VC money was being thrown around, and you could really just do your, not, not do a lot, um, of heavy lifting and, and get a get a fair amount of work or whatever the case may be and and one thing that I realized thereafter is that the more I get out and do the more I get out and network the more I get out and just chat with people and get involved and you know and just just 
I don't want to say network, but just meet people, press the flesh, as it were, the more I would see business come my way. And I think that one of the things is that we rely too much on, on the Internet. We rely too much on, on relationships um, that, are, that are digital um, and, and don't find the, uh, you know, we rely on it, and we don't get out and just meet folk and get to, get to see who we're talking to. Now, there are those who live in the digital realm and don't care to get out there, and, and, and it's totally accepted just to do that. But I, I enjoy getting out and speaking, getting out and meeting. You know, because I'm a journalist, I get invited to moderate panels, which I'll, in fact, be doing soon for the, uh, for the ad set of Fort Lauderdale, moderating a panel on exactly this topic. And, and so it gets you out and gets you in with people, and it's just, it's warm, it's friendly, it's fuzzy, it's business building. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, I get a kick out of the fact of, you know, I think you can create really wonderful relationships virtually, I think you can create really wonderful relationships with people you've never met virtually, but I think sometimes because you are behind a keyboard, right? Um, I think you can run into a couple of different things. One is, you know, you've got what I call the haters, right? or, you know, the keyboard warriors, boy, they're really... You know, they're really tough behind their, their, their big instrument called a keyboard. Right. Right? Um, but, you know, if, if, if you ever met them face to face, you know, they'd back down awfully quickly. Right, right, right. Right? And then you also have people who, you know, especially in this realm of, like, online dating or, or what have you, when people start communicating via, like, instant messenger or, or you know, the mechanisms that some of these dating communities have, um, which I think dating, you know, f- friend finders, a, a great client of ours, rock on, um, but I find it interesting that sometimes people end up creating relationships that are unrealistic right. in a dating forum um, and get, you know, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble because, right. you know, there's a lot of people that don't really get out in this world. Right. And they, they make a lot of virtual friends. Right. Um, but their intentions aren't always the best. Well, their intentions aren't the best, or there may be a reason. You know, there's, there's a reason that, that Bob is back in, the, in, in IT or back in the server room all the time. You know, I mean, it, 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 we, we keep him locked up back there. He knows what he's doing, but we don't want him actually going out and representing the company or whatever. I mean, there, and that goes into a whole different area. Yeah. On, the, on the part of, uh, you know, again, to use the word, probably a third time, most times I've used it in any conversation, you know, nefarious intentions. Does someone have, you know, are they good-willed and, and well-intentioned in what they do, or is there something else going on? Absolutely. Um, Or some people are mean, you know, maybe they intend to be good intention, but, um, but they, but they don't get out often enough. Right. And there's a reason why they don't get out often. Well, and there are those, for example, I mean, how many times have you gone to a a cocktail reception or a business meeting, you know, like a networking event Mm -hmm. and you have the people who are bar clingers or wall clingers, you know, they just stand there and, and they don't move into the, into the fray. And, you know, for the most part, depending on the event you're going to, people don't bite. You know, some events they bite and they pay extra for that. But, <laughs> you, you know, but most events, you know, that you're going to, people are there just like you. They're going to meet people, build business. You know, if it's a, if it's a business building event, if it's an ad set or PRSA or, you know, Internet Marketing Association mm-hmm. type event, they're there just to meet folk and, and develop some business relationships. And, you know, that, that, that's a, that is a learned, unless you're a totally, you know, gregarious person to begin with where you go in and you just make yourself the center of attention if you're not it's it you it's know difficult. it can be difficult you know what and I, I learned something and I'm going to pass this on um and, and I know you don't have any problems with this but if like let's say um like I was in an ad fed um reception and I met you and you know maybe we had like a brief interaction et cetera, et cetera. then a month later I saw you again uh-huh now the old me 
may have said, God, I remember meeting him. He's not coming over and saying hi to me. He probably doesn't like me. Maybe I didn't make a good impression. What have you? Right. Um, and we, I think people have a tendency to, um, you know, like they don't want to step over a line and make a fool out of themselves. Right. And then you start thinking the same thing about me. Right. Maybe even you didn't even notice me. So, you know, in, in, in my life today, I will make a point of walking up to you and saying, well, because I probably wouldn't remember. I mean, your, your name I would remember, but I'm right. hideous at names. But I would walk up and I'd say, hi, Jeff. Um, I don't know if you remember me and Brandy. I met you at, you know, this event three weeks ago. Exactly. Great to see you again. And that gives us the opportunity to reconnect. Right. You, I don't have to feel bad about you not coming over to me. I did the right thing. Right. And if you choose not to speak to me afterwards, well, I did the right thing. And if not, well, I've just forged a stronger relationship with someone who we can have a quid pro quo, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think a couple things come to mind first. In, in that type of situation, for example, when I'm out with my wife and, I'm in a, and we're at a, 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 a standing rule applies. If, I, if you don't get introduced then I forgot the person's name. Um, so even when I'm not with my wife, there'll be plenty of things where I'll go, to a, I'll go somewhere, man, that woman is familiar, but I don't remember. Where did I meet that guy before? He's familiar. You know, I'll just walk him and say, hey, Jeff Sabar, how you doing? I'll always, you know, I'll always throw my name out there mm-hmm. because Absolutely. I can't assume that they remember my name. And, and because I'm so brain dead and ADD, you know, a, a, a adult ADD here, um, I, I forget more than I remember. So I forget what I've forgotten, you know, or I forgot <laughs> what I forget, something like that. That's but called Alzheimer's, and I know you don't have that. Yeah, well, you know what, but we do, and I think, and I've written about this, and I'll talk to people all the time, and, you know, there are listeners out there nodding their head in agreement. You, too, where we just get so much information, and I don't know if oh, it's right information right. or if it's just, you know, depending on your age, you just get a lot of stuff, and you forget stuff, and just stuff happens, you know, I mean, it's just, it's hard to remember, but you know what, you make, like you said, you make that first step, that first move, don't be paranoid, just say, you know what, that guy just doesn't remember me, and, or you walk up and say, you know what, I, I forgot your name, I'm Brandy, or, I, you know, I forgot your name, I'm Jeff, hey, hey, Jeff, I'm your, you know, your name or Bob, or whatever, you know, and, and you just, you rebuild those relationships, and if nothing comes of it, great, if it, if, if it does, you just have another, Absolutely. you have another person out there you can turn to. Absolutely, and you know we're not in high school anymore, and you have to get out of the mentality of the cliques and people not wanting to talk you talk to you. Like you said, people are out there to meet people. Right. You know, we're all out there to forge relationships, and if you're showing up at um, an organization event like that, like that's what everyone's there for. A couple right. of people are there to pick up some dates. Most people are there for business. <laughs> exactly. And if you feel bad about not remembering someone's name, just you know, think get about, over it. Well, I mean, come on and think about Mr. Shakespeare, right? A rose by any other name would still be the same. Exactly. So, you know, and, and I and I and I completely, you know, if it's if it's only my if it's only my way of justifying the fact that I do forget. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll sit here. If we were having a conversation, I'd be typing in the background. And Brandy would say to me, Jeff, why are you typing? Because if I don't take these notes, I'll forget what we spoke about. Now, if it's just like, how's your, how's your, you know, how's it feel to be a, a new aunt? I wouldn't be taking notes on that. But if we're talking business, I'll be taking notes. And you'll say, Jeff, why are you typing? Because if I don't type it, I'll forget it. Period. Plain and simple. You don't like it? I'm sorry. That's just who I am. And over years of forgetting otherwise important stuff, I've realized that I just got to put it in writing or I will forget it. It's not, you know, especially as a journalist, it really sets people ill at ease if you start typing in the background. But I'm like, you know what? You tell me off the record, it's off the record. I'm going to type it because I will otherwise forget it, but it will never see the light of day. Um, unless, of course, there's a subpoena and then we're all, you know, in trouble. But, you know, otherwise, it, it, I have to type it down or else anything 
anything you tell me off the record will be permanently off the record because I won't forget it. I won't remember it come tomorrow. Um, and if that's what it takes, you, you know, people take notes on the back of business cards when they're out at these networking events. You take notes on, you know, pads of paper, on a cocktail napkin, you know, on your, on your computer, whatever the case may be. You do what it takes, but just acknowledge where your weaknesses may be, whether it's forgetting people's names, whether it's not that's being it. a social butterfly, and, and just really try and blast through that a little mm-hmm. bit at a time, and you'll become more of, you I know, to, to put those behind you and become more, more, at least a little bit more successful every step of the way. Absolutely. I always say push yourself a little bit past your boundaries of comfort. Exactly. And, and you keep growing as an individual. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's wonderful. And you know what? Um, my producer, oh, it's Eddie, do you want a slice of pizza? Eddie, do you want a slice of pizza? Okay. I thought that message was for me, but Eddie is asking um, if we could, <laughs> we're in a fishbowl. Our, our studio here is like the fishbowl. So people love to like hold signs up or make faces as they go by, um, which, which they were just doing. Um, anyway, Jeff, we're rounding it down the end of the show. It's been a, a great show, and I've had a, I've had a great time. And, you know, it, it's, it's always a lot of fun to talk about stuff like this because it, it's really, um, to me, it's important that you, you, that you really know what you're doing and, and, and have fun at what you're accomplishing. Acknowledge sort of your weaknesses. And, and play and, and work towards your strengths, you know, and improve it all. And again, people out there don't bite unless that's the, the dating site that you went to. Um, <laughs> they're all in it for the same thing. Um, and they're all looking to, to grow business, grow relationships, mm-hmm. um, and make it all happen. So it's, it's a good thing. Absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. And you know what? You're a wonderful, and you're not a thing. You're a wonderful person, Jeff Sabar. Randy, it's been great. I, I appreciate you uh, getting me involved because it's, it's always enjoyable. And if I can impart one nugget of wisdom, I don't know about that, but it's always oh, worth Whatever. Thought. You're an avalanche of wisdom. There you go. All right. Duck! An avalanche <laughs> of something. I don't know what, but you know. What? Uh, okay, self-deprecating. So does not look good on you. Nah, there you go. So on that note, uh, we're, we're going to... You know what, Jeff? Why don't you close us out with a show because you know we're going to have you back soon. Well, that'll be great and I appreciate it. Well, Brandy, it's been great to, to be with you today. I'm Jeff Sabar here with Brandy Shapiro-Babin and you've been listening to Cover Story on webmasterradio.fm. So...